Matt Schaff and Jared Smola of DraftSharks.com here to run you through the week five main slate on DraftKings. Jared, before we get to those picks, of course, as always, I want to know how last week went for you on DK and then how might it have gone for you if T Higgins did not fracture a rib? Yeah, Matt, we were we were super close. I uh, I had a tournament team with Josh Allen, Steph Diggs and Kincaid with an HN run back following our process there. It had Kyron Williams. It had Nico Collins. It had T Higgins. We were in first place heading into the four o'clock games. Uh, Quentin Johnston let us down. Christian McCaffrey at like 25% owned put up 50 points. So um, we did not end up winning the tournament. We like, uh, I don't know, like 25 X star money. So it was still a nice day, you know, built the bankroll for the season. Sucks to have gotten close. Cause that's, you know, it, I, that's like the third time I've been at a point where like, you know, I thought, and honestly when Higgins went down, finished the game with like five points, I kind of figured I wasn't going to win a tournament. It's tough to win a tournament with five points out, mm-hmm. out of any player, but still, still hurts to have been that close and to have not, not gotten it done. I mean, that's the thing about these, isn't it? You, you, you can get close, but there's such a gap between close and all the way there. You just have to have basically everybody hit. And if it's not everybody hitting, then you have to have a couple of guys, you know, more than hit like do two people's worth of hitting. So it's tough, but that's why we go through this every week. That's why we're going to go through every position this week and try to pick out the guys that can get you all the way there this time around. And we'll start as always at quarterback, Jared, the top two in our lineup generator DK dollars per point for week five could not be more different. We've got Patrick (laughs) Mahomes. We've got Zach Wilson. What are you doing for cash at quarterback on DraftKings this week? I'm not going to play either of those guys. You're going to like who I'm going to play in cash. I'm going to play Josh Dobbs. I'm going to play Josh Dobbs in cash. Um, I I do think Mahomes is worth messing with. Obviously, if you play Mahomes versus Dobbs, and I I would not play Zach Wilson. If you're going to go cheap, I would play Josh Dobbs. And uh, the reason is the rushing that he's been giving us, which we can get to. I do think Mahomes is worth um, messing around with and, you know, seeing you'd obviously need to go cheaper at other spots to fit him in, but I, Mahomes is obviously in a great spot, but yeah, Dobbs, he's, he, he's throwing well enough, right? He has a 71% completion rate, 7.3 yards per attempt and four touchdowns to zero interceptions over his last three games. But it's really the rushing that I think makes him a good cash play at this price. He's fourth among quarterbacks in rushing yards on the season, fifth in carries, tied for third in designed carries. So I think, you know, that makes the rushing easier to count on. Um, and it has a good matchup here this week at home for the Bengals who are 27th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I have down is why play Zach Wilson at 4,900, who looked very good in the second half last week, but also has a lot more Zach Wilson behind him than just that. Why play him for 4,900 when you can play somebody with more rushing upside, Josh Dobbs at 5,200 and production the past few weeks, including the past two weeks against tougher defenses from Dallas and San Francisco. So yeah, always makes sense to consider Patrick Mahomes. And that's certainly a high upside game. But it's also expensive. Like if you're dabbling in that game and you're playing Mahomes, you're already playing an expensive quarterback. His target is obviously Travis Kelsey, who's an expensive tight end. You got Justin Jefferson, basically the can't miss on the other side. So he's as expensive as it gets at wide receiver. So it's just tough to play that game. I think probably not where I would go for cash for that reason. But switching to tourney, like that's where targeting that game, I think makes more sense because then you take a little bit more risk on some higher upside cheap guys. What are you doing for your tournament quarterback? Yeah. So for tournaments this week, there are 
like two spots I feel very good about hitting. Um, and one is just that Chiefs Vikings game in general. Um, you know, it has a high over under it's you know indoors. You have two of the pass heaviest offenses in, in the NFL. I think you're just going to get a ton of pass attempts, a ton of plays, a ton of points. Now you're right. It is, especially on the Chiefs side, it's always expensive to, you know, try to stack Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey. Rashi Rice is $3,600. If you want, you know, to double stack Mahomes or you could even, you know, play Mahomes with just Rashi Rice. Um, that's you know, a kind of way to, to, to save money. Cause Travis Kelsey is just so damn expensive. Like he needs, to, he needs to put up, you know, 25 plus points to really pay off in tournaments. I think going to the other side of that game with Kirk cousins is viable. The other spot I feel really good about hitting this week is just the dolphins offense at home against the giants. I mean, the dolphins offense is not invincible. We've seen it be just okay in games against the bills and Patriots. But we've also seen it absolutely blow up in games against the Chargers and Broncos. And, you know, this matchup against the Giants is, you know, much closer, though. So I feel good about the Dolphins scoring 30 plus points on Sunday. I like Tua stacks. And if I, you know, don't play Tua, probably going to have one of the running backs in, in all my tournament teams. I think, I think having one, at least one Dolphin in all your tournament teams is, is a good rule this week. With Travis Kelsey and Justin Jefferson soaking up so much of that production from those quarterbacks, what do you think of playing Kelsey? playing Jefferson and then avoiding the, those expensive quarterbacks and playing somebody like Josh Dobbs chasing, you know, ultimate upside at the salary savings. And, you know, you could put Rashi Rice in there. You could put somebody from that Dolphins game, but maybe mm -hmm. not going for either of those quarterbacks and just thinking like I'm getting whatever those guys get as long as neither of those QBs has like the 400 yard, you know, four right. or five touchdown game. You could still get that and work in something else, maybe differentiate that way. Yeah, uh, definitely viable. I think playing Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs side is, is a way to do that too. If you you know kind of want to fade the passing game a little bit, um, I actually do prefer Zach Wilson as the cheap quarterback play. I like Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin as stacks with him. Um, I do think just because of that matchup against the, the Broncos, that Wilson does have a higher ceiling and even you know a cheaper price than Josh Jobs. I already have. Um, I, I didn't want to recommend. The Zach Wilson play here, I guess, but I I have worked on some uh, Zach Wilson tournament teams already. You can you can get a lot in there with how cheap uh, Wilson is and how cheap uh, Tyler Conklin is, especially. Jared says, "Don't play Zach Wilson, but if you do, this is maybe how you do it." So let's move on to running back, and you already mentioned Isaiah Pacheco, fifty seven hundred bucks. Devon A Chain, sorry, Devon A Chan at 6,100 lead our dollars per point for DraftKings. Are both of those guys in your cash game plans? Uh, actually, neither is. A-chan especially. I, I, you know, there's just a chance he gets like 10 touches and doesn't break off a long one. Did right? you say A-chan? Kind of chance he, he doesn't uh, you know, break off a long one. It kind of disappoints in cash. Pacheco, same deal. Like, I don't know, the Chiefs could come out and throw it 50 times. Pacheco ends up with 10 carries and disappoints. So I'm playing Bajan Robinson in cash at $7,700. I just think he's he's way too cheap for how good he is in the role. He's been playing good matchup against the Texans. Then I'm going to play Alvin Kamara in cash at $6,300. Obviously coming off the 14-target game last week, which I do think was at least partly due to Derek Carr's shoulder problems, which, you know, might be a problem again this week. But even if we don't get, you know, that type of target volume from Kamara again, he played 75% of the snaps last week in his 2023 debut, ran a pass route on 70% of the pass plays, just, you know, getting that type of playing time for 6,300 bucks, I think makes him a really strong cash play. 
Yeah, the Derek Carr thing is interesting because if his shoulder is a problem, then obviously it helps Alvin Kamara's target count based on what we saw last week. And if his shoulder is a lot better, then it's probably better for the offense, which is going to be good for the running back. So it's like either way, Kamara works out. I think it's interesting that you prefer Kamara at $200 more over HN. You just feel better it, about the role that Kamara played right away. Yeah, it, it, it's floor, which is what I I want in cash. I just think I, I think Kamara is a really good bet just to finish with more touches, right? Like A chain A chain easily has more upside <laughs> than uh, Kamara, but I, I think I think Kamara's floor is higher. A chain also has more projected ownership than Alvin Kamara and just about everybody else at the position. So. Switching to the tournament side, do you think that makes him a fade there as well? He's a scary fade, but Raheem Moster is my favorite tournament play at running back this week. I talked about, you know, if I don't play Tua tournament teams, I'm very likely going to have one of these Dolphins running backs in my tournament lineups. And I like Mostert, who is coming in at half the ownership right now of Devin HN, 11% for Raheem Mostert. So not like super low, but, you know, I think the gap should not be that big between these two guys who are pretty much priced the same at this point. I mean, HN had the big week four, but Mostert went 28.7 DraftKings points in week two, 45 DraftKings points in week three. Like it could easily just, you know, swing back uh, to to Mostert's side in, in this game against the Giants. Yeah, we talk about not overrating those ownership projections, but I think this is a, a case where it makes sense to pay attention to it because you look at last week and that makes it look like A-Chan's a much better bet than Raheem Mostert, but that's totally ignoring the first three weeks. I mean, week one, we got no A-Chan. We got Raheem Mostert leading the backfield, didn't get a whole lot because they threw the ball a whole lot, but he led that backfield, controlled it in that one, then was good in week two, was good in week three. So it makes sense to bet on Mostert. They should not be separated by that much um, projected ownership. So I agree. It makes him the better tournament option. Wide receiver, Jared, Wandale Robinson sits at the top of our dollars per point for DK. So it's primarily because he's got a $3,000 DraftKings salary right now. Maybe that would be a little bit higher if they didn't play Monday night. Not that he did anything special, but he at least did something. Fourth in projected ownership. Now, I can understand the draw of Wandale Robinson as probably the best bet to lead their wide receivers, at least in targets, maybe to lead the Giants outright in targets in a game that we all expect them to lose by quite a few points. But I also wonder if he is kind of fool's gold for DFS. Like cash, he's fine because as long as he hits like, I don't know, 10 PPR points, he's paying off. But I'm not sure that Robinson has tournament upside or cash game safety if you don't need that salary savings like even yeah. if he leads the giants and targets getting seven targets at his short range game doesn't help yeah. you a whole lot and i don't think he has the ceiling to really you know boom and pay off what do you think yeah so here's where you kind of got to decide because if you do want to play mahomes as your cash quarterback i think you know robinson becomes you know not totally necessary but definitely someone you want to consider and i do think he's okay for cash at three thousand bucks because I, I do think he has you know a decent floor in ppr he's a guy i would like to fade in tournaments, the only thing I would say is if you do if you do want to play a, a Tua stack with both Hill and Waddle, that's super expensive and you need a, a cheap piece to go with that. And I think Robinson does in that case, you know, make sense as the cheap run back. So I, I might consider him in tournaments, even though I don't love him at the ownership. Cash wide receivers for me. So if you play Josh Dobbs, you can get 
Bijan Robinson and one of the top two wide receivers, either Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill. That, that's basically why I'm playing Josh Dobbs just as my cash quarterback. So I can get Jefferson or Hill who are obviously, you know, both in excellent spots. The other wide receiver I really like for cash is Marquise Brown, you know, going, going back to the Cardinals passing game. Brown has a, has 27 targets on a 29% target share over the last three games. And we saw him do this last year without DeAndre Hopkins. Brown had a 24% target share in, I believe it was eight games without DeAndre Hopkins last season. So he's just a good target bet for the price tag. And again, it's a good matchup here. Uh, the Bengals are 26th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Yeah, it's been nice to see Marquise Brown kind of quietly deliver. Like he hasn't done anything big. Maybe he's yep. even a, a buy in um, season long fantasy at this point ahead of Kyler Murray getting back. Switching to the tournament side. I want to look back at that Giants Dolphins game because, you know, I can certainly understand the case for Robinson in the varied formats and even as the cheap run back in a Tua tournament lineup. But I also want to point out that Paris Campbell at 3,300 has been the guy with Robinson the past two weeks in that targets per route category. He's headed yeah. for 1% ownership versus, like I said, Wandale Robinson projected fourth among wideouts. So, you know, just thinking of the level where either way it's a cheap guy. Either way, you're hoping that he finds the end zone and otherwise the ceiling is limited. I might take a shot on Paris Campbell if I'm deciding in that range and that $300 in salary doesn't matter. Campbell's still been getting targets, as you said, the last two weeks. His routes are way down. They're 39% in week three and then 33% in week four. You know, he, He's basically been the guy losing routes to Wanda Robinson. The guy I would actually love to get as the run back on my Tua team is actually Darius Slayton, who is, is still leading the Giants in pass routes. He is their big play guy, but you know, he's $4,100. That's a huge difference from Wandell at 3000. So I do think it's, you know, it's worth at least, um, you know, messing with Slayton in some of your Tua teams. I like Tank Dell as my favorite tournament play at wide receiver. Kind of, you know, that's kind of the theme of the week for me. Um, like with Mostert is going back to these guys who, you know, it was the other guy in the team who had the big game last week, right? It was Nico Collins who blew up for the Texans last week, but the previous two weeks, it was Tank Dell who outscored Nico Collins, who out-targeted Nico Collins. I still think this is going to be, you know, a one, a one B situation where it's just going to be, you know, switching back and forth each week between uh, which Texans wide receiver, goes off. So, you know, Tank Dell's still at $4,800. I think his ownership will probably be lower than what we're going to see for, from Nico. So I think uh, Collins or um, Tank Dell makes a good tournament play. Yeah, it might not even be 1A, 1B. It might just be tied for one uh, going forward. I think yep. that's a, a solid yep. bet on those guys. And Darius Slayton, I, I, my one concern with him is can Daniel Jones stay upright long enough to actually right. find him on those targets downfield? Yeah. Over, over to tight end, we have five guys in the 3K salary range at the top of our DK dollars per point rankings in the lineup generator, Jared, is it one of those guys that you're trusting in your cash lineup at tight end? Yeah, it is. I always like going as cheap as possible at tight end. I'm going to play Tyler Conklin in cash. Um, he's $3,200. He has 17 targets over the last three weeks, a 16.7% target share. And of course, Denver you know, is bad against every position. Uh, they're 29th in tight end coverage, DVOA. And they are dead last in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. All I heard there was that you trust Zach Wilson tight end in your cash lineup. What about tourney side? Are you going cheap there or playing something else? I think this is a week to go to Dallas Goddard. He's down to $4,200 and he's going to have low ownership because he's been disappointing so far. We heard uh, Nick Sirianni come out this week and, and say they want to get Dallas Goddard going. Not totally the same, but we did see, see AJ Brown complain about his role, um, you know, more publicly back in week two. Yeah. And he he's had two, you know, massive games since. So it, it definitely could be a squeaky wheel scenario for Goddard here. The matchup's good too. The Rams are 28th in uh, tight end coverage DVOA. 
They're 19th in adjusted points allowed to tight ends. We just saw them. Uh, we just saw the Rams give up two touchdowns to Colts tight ends last week. So I, I kind of think this is the week that, that Goddard busts out of his slump. AJ Brown complaining out loud so shocks <laughs> me. But uh, Dallas Goddard, I was surprised to see so far at least projected ownership. He sits second among tight ends, according to our lineup generator. Is that enough? to make you change your mind on trying to play him? Or is there a level that he would have to get to by Sunday that would make you change that? Yeah. What do we have him at? 12%. Yes. I mean, that makes sense. Cause again, he's a, he's $4,200. Like I think he's a really strong value. I would bet him coming in under the, under that. I just think when people get to actually making their lineups and they, you know, mm-hmm. have to click on Goddard with how disappointing he's been. I don't think he's going to be, you know, 3% on, but I think he might be like, you know, eight or 9%. I think that's low enough to play him in tournaments. And the percentages are worth looking at for sure, because you can say he's number two among tight ends, but that 12% is 3% above the next guy, four percentage points above the next three guys after that. Then there are several more at 7%. So it's not like he's way ahead of everybody else. And like you said, once people are actually setting lineups, it could still look different um, with plenty of room to move. I think it's interesting that Sam Laporta and Mark Andrews are both projected for sub 10% ownership based on what they've been so far and what Andrews has been over the past several years, they're both a little bit expensive. 5K for Laporta, 5,500 for Andrews. But, you know, if they stick in that single digit territory, I wonder if they get more interesting come Sunday morning. Yeah, I would definitely play Andrews among those two. I mean, I, I just think Laporta is expensive at, at 5K. I know he's been awesome so far. He really only has had the one, you know, blow up game. And I do think that's going to be a run heavy game from the Lions against Carolina. Flex, what are you favoring on DK this week? Yeah, running back as usual for cash games. I think Joe Mixon is in play for cash. I think DeAndre Swift at 6,000 is in play for cash against the Rams. So I think those are good options. Um, and then on the tournament side, I think, you know, you're just, you know, correlating with the rest of your team as often as possible in that flex spot. And it's most usually going to be a wide receiver. Do you like those guys better than $6,100 HN or $5,700 Pacheco as that third running back? I do. Yeah. I have, I have Swift in my um, cash team right now as my, my third running back. Just that, just the usage, usage he's been getting has been really strong. Especially last week, we really saw him separate from Kenneth Gainwell. Defense. We've got the Titans at $2,400 <laughs> in DK salary, leading our dollars per point. They also lead the ownership projections. What do you like in a defense on DraftKings this week? Yeah, DraftKings made it tough this week. There is no defense below 3000 that I really like. And I'd you know, rather not pay even 3000 for a defense in cash. So I, I am going to go with the Titans for cash games, at least obviously, you know, not a great real life defense, but Tennessee has scored nine, three, five and 12 DraftKings points in their four games this season. So that, you know, they've been okay from a fantasy perspective. We know they're, you know, much tougher against the run than the past. So they usually do face elevated dropbacks from their opponents. And I think, you know, that'll be the case again this week. And it's easier to take the chalkier defense when it's priced that low because, you know, you're saving that salary. You can differentiate elsewhere. And if they don't work out, it doesn't matter. That's why you pay down for that cheap a defense. Exactly. If you're ready to play week five on DraftKings, start your play by visiting DraftSharks.com. There you will find all of our DFS tools, the lineup generator, as well as Jared's cash game and tournament articles for DraftKings. If you want to know every time we put out new content like this, subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate you listening, and we want to help you win this week.